0: Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900
1: CHML. It's uh, time for our weekly visit, our series with uh, the Dr. Bob Kemp Hospice. Uh, and I want to talk about something that I think is very germane to a lot of us that's been happening over the last little while, and that's how dealing with grief uh, certainly what happened in Pittsburgh last weekend, uh, I think, is an, a, an excellent example of how a, a nation, how the world actually can uh, all collectively, of course, be dealing with grief, and, and how do we talk about that. And uh, uh, to discuss it, uh, we're pleased to welcome back, of course, Claire Freeman from the Bob Kemp Hospice. Good to see you again, Claire. Thanks for having me. And uh, joining us today is Jackie Levin, President of the Hamilton Jewish Federation. Jackie, so good of you to come in. Thanks for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about some of these these concerns <laughs> and, and dealing with grief. and. And, and maybe right off the bat, uh, what we call collective grief, when, when a nation uh, all of a sudden hears the news about what happened, for instance, in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, how do we articulate that? How do we deal with that?
0: I, I think that's, that's why we want to have the conversation because many of us don't realize that we're grieving, right? When uh, there's a tragic I- incident that, that occurs that, uh, you know, is unexpected like a plane crash um, um, and then we're all witnessing to it and, and people want to do You see this outpouring of uh, needing to be together and uh, you see people drop flowers off or even have vigils. Um, but it's very complicated when it's also a hate crime. And when you know there's a community that's particularly targeted, and so we don't know what to do with it. And we're not even labeling it both, you know, um, being stunned by by what happened, but also that we we, individually, whether we're personally affected or or part of the community, we are also mourning that process.
1: But you're dealing with such a mix of emotions, though, Jackie. I mean, you know, we'll use the Pittsburgh example, anger, first of all, that it happened, Sadness uh, and 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 confusion as to why something like that could happen.
2: And uh, another emotion is fear. Yeah, it's a big it's a big fear. uh, Jewish the Jewish community was targeted was the most targeted uh, community of anti semitic anti semitic attacks, um, according to statistics Canada and also American statistics. Uh, This is uh, increasing has increased I think sixteen percent. Uh, from 2015 to, to 2016, which is the last year that they had that Statistics Canada has uh, gave gave any statistics for, but um, you know it's frightening. It's frightening, and it we are grieving. We're grieving for those eleven of our fellow Jews who were murdered at a Sabbath service in a synagogue. And we also grieve for those who were injured, the law enforcement uh, officers who were injured. It's it's terrible, and uh, there are things that our community does to to try to cope with that grief and anger and fear. And one of them was last night. Uh, we gathered not just ourselves. We gathered with other faith communities at uh, the Temple and Shisholm last night. There were about 600 people came. We certainly didn't have enough seats for them all. But we had friends from uh, the Hindu community, the Muslim community, the uh, Unitarians, the Christian Fellowship, Catholics, Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it makes you feel you're not alone. And all of these faith communities have experienced, you know, some kind of attack as well, uh, some kind of hatred. We don't understand why. We don't understand why. But what can we do? We can bond together in our common grief, in our common fear, and we can— try to be support for each other and know that we're not alone. It makes a big difference.
1: Absolutely it, it does. Difference. I mean, uh, places of worship are supposed to be places of refuge, though. It's, that, that's where there's, the, the, you'd think that's where we go if you're worried, if you're scared, if you're fearful of anything. That, that's It's supposed to be safe there. It's supposed to be calming there. And and to have somebody defile that and actually go in and, and continue this, this heinous act that they did, uh, it defies logic certainly. And, and it, it, you're right, it makes you fearsome. But you know, we always used to think, well, that'll never happen here, and it's it's happening here. And and you, I mean, I saw those stats that you referenced mm-hmm. just the other day too. I mean, uh, you know, anti-Semitism is is the leading cause, or leading uh, of hate crimes in this country, and has been for quite some time. And we see this even in the local area. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something as uh, as drastic as this, not yet. But, you know, we see cemeteries, Jewish cemeteries, synagogues being defaced, uh, insults, online stuff is ridiculous. And it's growing now, I think. And and we have to ask ourselves, what can we do about this?
0: Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, anytime that, you know, a community is is being targeted, that, um, you know, we have to take action, right? We have to, we can't just, uh, you know, uh, go to vigils. Vigils are very, very important to that. But people need safety to heal, right and you know when you're living in fear to being attacked again it's it's hard to grieve your loss right and as a community you know when you're not the community that's being affected you're left feeling like well what can i do how can i i do something and uh, some people then uh, don't even recognize that that they're grieving this stuff and then they want to put their head in the sand and say you know i I don't want to hear it i I don't want to think it could happen to me but really the The importance of collective grief um, is that we take what w- what we've lost in our community, and that's that sense of safety. And then, what can we do to so that we don't experience this again? And how can we band together as a community of any group that's that's being targeted, so that um, we can create, you know, a community with that doesn't experience these kind of losses.
2: Well, I'll t- I'll tell you something else we're doing. So an- another way to deal with grief and these other emotions is to turn to faith and committed Jewish communities across North America that's Canada and the United States this Saturday are all uh, I can't say all but hopefully we're encouraging everyone to go to synagogue to go to synagogue this Saturday and express our solidarity with the Jewish community the tree of life synagogue community in Pittsburgh and so what we are doing is we're turning to our faith and each each uh, individual synagogue will um you know do program their services uh as they as they see fit and being together and hearing from our rabbis and praying uh, will help us mm-hmm. with that grief
1: you're looking for some sense of relief from, from the frustrations and the anger and the fear that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that sense of community, and it, for instance, even in the, in the religious community, uh, offers that, I think, for an awful lot of people.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the, the the idea of isolation, um, oftentimes when we're grieving, we, we feel isolated, we feel disconnected. So that's why there's lots of rituals that are uh, around bringing people together. And when you see other people that are experiencing the loss, it, it brings a sense of comfort. Um, and that's why it's Im- important to sort of come together and... Uh, Uh, and to be uh, in in some respects with with others and if you're not the affected community what I really liked uh, um, that the Muslim community in particular in in Pittsburgh did is that you know they said what can we do we brought food you know can we stand outside and support can we make sure that the uh, community has the security needs I I think again um, if you're not part of a community that's being affected it doesn't mean that you can't do something as well
1: and they raised what, a couple of hundred thousand dollars in the space of twenty-four hours. I don't what it was in, in, in Pittsburgh anyway. But it, it it when in the wake of tragedy like this, uh, those stories I think are, are reassuring to say that you know what the world is not going to hell in a handcart. That there are good people still there, mm-hmm. and we saw that happen after nine eleven here, where the, the you know p- faiths of all kinds here in this community came together. Uh, I remember I am seated well, an evening we had up at the uh, the mosque there on the mountain, that which had been attacked, of course, just a couple of days later and representatives from all faiths were there uh, and talking about this and, and and interestingly enough it was one of those revelations where it said you know what we we don't do em- enough of this and and maybe that's one of those things that creates this awareness now that we need to have that dialogue we need to have that conversation and that interaction we don't tend we tend to get lost in our own little cubicles of life here and uh, that I think Maybe pushes us to say no we're our community we have to be a community and act like a community mm-hmm.
2: but you know I, I can't tell you the uh, expressions the outpouring of uh, support that we've had the emails that we've gotten from so many many different uh, faith organizations, uh, not just faith the Polish community um, individuals who have who are touched by this story and some of we have to communicate that to our our own community to let them know also that they um, that they have friends, mm-hmm. and another thing we were talking about earlier was another way to cope with grief is action. Okay, and one of the uh, one of the things that the SEJA, Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs is doing is trying to lobby the government to improve to do something about the online hate forums, which. This this gentleman from uh, maybe I shouldn't call him a gentleman. Uh, this this man who who did this attack in Pittsburgh, he expressed his anti-Semitic out, uh, feelings online and got support for it online in some of these um, these uh, websites or or forums. And we would like uh, to see the government, just as we have hate crimes, to move that to online to somehow. Reign in the opportunities for online hate.
1: And, and, and by the way, the, the, the servers and the, the agencies, they have to have some responsibility here too. I know some people were complaining about that and saying, yeah, some of those add ons on the stuff that this guy posted were just horrific. So you're missing the point. That shouldn't have been posted in the first place. They, they, they've, they've got eyes on this. They know they have the technology to be able to block people like that, and they've got to start enforcing that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, like, all kinds of forums, like even on your people's Facebook, uh, you know, somebody will write something of a condolence or something like that, and then you have somebody who writes something that that is full of vitriol and you're just like okay w- why are we allowing this why are we allowing folks to es- espouse hate towards a, a community like any community right someone says you know I support you know if it was let's say the GLBT community and then somebody will say something that well that community doesn't deserve to be here and we do need to do things to sort of um, monitor you know what people just put out there on electronic uh, social media and whatnot, and, and having our government also um, step up so that we don't have to grieve as communities, but we actually have action to sort of end these things.
1: It's, it's a matter of, of finding, I guess, the avenue. And, and you're, Jackie, you're right. I mean, it may be religion for some people, but uh, establishing some sense of community. And I know I wanted to touch on the uh, Support Over Supper program uh, yeah. that uh, that is there for people, too. And that's that's a vehicle that can be used.
0: Absolutely. So uh, at Dr. Kemp, uh, we have lots of uh, groups that we run for people who are grieving or bereaved. Uh, we see a, a huge need in our community to do uh, uh, more t- around traumatic grief. Uh, so people who've experienced like a hate crime, um, that they would feel that they don't have to grieve on their own. Um, Many people, like, you know, they'll they'll talk for a couple days and then they're wondering, uh, you know, a week later, why am I sad? Like, and then all of a sudden they'll be driving somewhere and what we call are these grief bursts just come out and they just think, what's wrong with me? And we just want people to know that when those things happen, you know, um, that it's normal, it's a normal part of grief, but also reach out, right? And reach out and, and don't think that it's abnormal because you, you've you experienced something and now it's three weeks down the, the road that somehow I don't have a right to, to grieve something.
1: But, but There's always going to be things that are going to spark those memories, though, aren't there? I mean, you know, th- th- we talked about this, uh, a lot, I think, last year when we we're getting into the whole discussion about grief. And, uh, well, you know, you've got two weeks off or you can take 10 days off after you've lost a loved one and you should be over it by then. You never get over it. And you, you've got to find ways to cope. And there's always going to be something there. That's ga- holidays at time, you know, th- something like that. Th- that's all of a sudden, you know, somebody may have passed on six months ago, but at Christmas time or whatever time of the year it is, if it's a holiday where families get together, y- y- all of a sudden that grief is there again.
0: Absolutely, and and that's why I like integrating the grief. But you know, when you have traumatic grief, like you know, when people say we don't have to, uh, you know, remember Remembrance Day anymore, we don't have to remember, you know, what happened around the Holocaust or or what has happened around the residential schools. That that's in the past but people don't understand that that those integrated losses are part of a community and it's also a part for us all to remember that uh, let's let's not do this again right that we need to mourn the, the things that have harmed communities and and it's important because it gives communities the reassurance that we're all kind of working together to, so that again we're not going to repeat our history
2: I was just going to say um, In Israel, there is a group uh, called the Israel Trauma Coalition, and they um, have developed expertise in helping people cope with grief. um, And they have sent a team over to Pittsburgh to help the community there cope with grief grief using the techniques that they've had to develop because of all of the terrorist attacks and and fears that – Israel Israelis uh, adults and children have and so I, I think that that will be
0: helpful And so that sounds a little like what you're doing. Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
1: That program that we've talked about, by the way, Mm -hmm. is Thursdays, right?
0: Yep. Our program is is Thursday, our support over supper. And they can reach out to us. You know, if people are grieving this and they they want a place to talk, I know that oftentimes even in our workplace, you know, at at lunch, people are saying, I can't believe what happened. And I'm just so sad. I I, I feel like I, I don't have hope anymore. And we just really want people to know there is help out there.
1: Uh, I I hate to change the subject with 10 seconds or 20 seconds left here, but I want to mention the raffle again because time's running up for that.
0: Well, today uh, we have our our children bereaved program that we do, and uh, our raffle, this is the last day to get into our... pre uh, raffle draw for a Google Home and so please help us out. Uh, the raffle is in December but today we're drawing for a Google Home, $20. You can call us at uh, 905-387-2448 and uh, anybody can take your order. So we really uh, would ask for people to help us because our our raffle is down this year.
1: Excellent. Okay, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, great to meet you, Jackie. And uh, Claire, of course, we will I'll see you again next week. Thanks for this.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.